Good evening. See, some of you are already. You're making comments about my backpack. <laughs> Youth minister's at it again. Hey, what, what do you dress up as? I know that's kind of a weird question to start off with, but um, it's not Halloween or anything like that. But, but like we, you know that we all kind of dress up as something, right? Like every one of you have your own personal sense of style. Um, you dress up as something, whether it's a businessman or nurse, whatever, um, retired person that gets to sleep till noon, whatever it is that you are, we all, you know, we all get to dress up as something, but what, what do you dress up as? So recently we did staff retreat. I had to come back early because I had a trip with, with some, some people, but I heard this rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, it could be complete lies. Um, but the rumor goes that your friend and my friend, Jeremy Asher, um, went shopping um, and, and may have even purchased for himself some skinny jeans. Um, I don't, like, in my head, I hear this, and I thought to myself, huh, huh. Um, either either he, he wants to be more like Zach Husser or maybe Jacob Ambrose or, you know, so like so these guys, like, have new, new guys are, like, they're influencing my friend Jeremy. Um, and... I haven't seen him in them. I don't even know if it's really true. It's true. It's true? I'm looking forward to the day. Because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to see him and I'm thinking to myself, he, he dressed up as Zach today. Um, or, or something. Like we, we, but sometimes we, we dress up different ways. Maybe it's because of who you are or maybe it's because of who you want to be. Really, in all the grand scheme of tonight, if you can remember those things, that's really what we're going to talk about. We dress up, we put things on, either because of who we are, or maybe it's because of just who we want to be. My friend um, Jack Reese, who doubles as a five-year-old that lives at my house because he's my child, um, he enjoys, over any of the rest of them, at least so far, he enjoys dressing up as things. We have like this large box um, of just costumes and things left over from Halloween. He has an older brother, so he gets all those leftovers. And then he like gets some for birthdays and things. I have some of them with me. Backpack. So... Uh, you always have to have these. I feel like I need this kind of stuff to keep you all awake on Sunday nights. You've had like a day of, of all of this. So, um, the first thing I have, I have, I have this. So if Jack Reese comes out of his room and he's wearing this mask, um, which is the, the Hulk, and he has on these large fists, um, if he puts these things on, he has become something else. If I know that my five-year-old is wearing these things... I know that I need to take my like very small, like three, four month old off of the floor uh, because he could be pounded um, or squished, um, Hulk smashed, like whatever it needs. There are things in the house that I worry about um, as he goes through if he's wearing these things because he's transformed into something that is rough. He's already rough. This does not help if he puts these on. You with me so far? I got more. Don't worry. Next, uh, we, have, we have this. Um, stash those away for now. Um, I, we have this outfit. This is, this is one of his favorites. Um, this, is, this is his helmet um, that goes along with this uh, suit. Um, it's a race car driver suit um, that also comes with this steering wheel. <clears throat> Um, and so if he puts this race car suit on, 
um, and the helmet um, and the steering wheel and has it in his hands, he also transforms into something else. It's unlike the Hulk. It's very different. Um, it involves different sort of noises as he runs through the house. And again, kind of the same precautions. We take things off of the floor, especially small children, um, because he's running through making his race car noises, possibly running into things or over things. Um, but he's a completely different animal, depending on what he puts on. You with me? Judah, my one that's, that's about to turn three. These are his. They're monster slippers. Um, currently, they stay like sort of at the end of his bed. Um, and about two weeks ago, he was complaining that he was scared and walked into his room. Buddy, what's what, what's going on? Like, what is he? those monster feet? And I was like, buddy, there's no monster in your room. Like, it's a, those monster feet are scary. <laughs> um, and I realized, like. After a while, it took me a while. But he was talking about these shoes that were kind of towards the end of his bed. Um, they're scary. And so if he puts these on, he's scary. <laughs> and you need to act as if he is scary. Because these shoes are scary. Um, so if he comes around the corner, whether you have seen him coming for the last five minutes or not, and he jumps out at you, you'd be scared. <clears throat> because he's scary. You with me so far? Like all this stuff, like sometimes we put things on because of who we want to be. That's all of this, right? They put this on because they want to pretend. I'm kicking this back. Um, and it's because of who they want to be. For a little while, I want to be a race car driver. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a construction worker. I want to be a stormtrooper. Um, I want to be a transformer. I want to be this gecko from PJ Masks, which whatever it is, right? They want to be this thing, and so they dress up that way, but it's always just for a little while. And who they really are is not those things. They just dress up and pretend to be those things for a while. So sometimes we do it that way. But then sometimes we dress, we put things on because of who we are. Not because of who we want to be, but because of who we already are. So if you are, I don't know, if you are a doctor, we can probably usually tell who the doctors are when we go to the hospitals. They're usually like wearing maybe a white jacket or something like that. And they come into your room and have lots of respect for them. It could be possibly for a lot of us that someone just wearing the, the white coat could come into our room and tell us like medical things. And we'd be like, oh, yes, of course. And they may not even know that. But because of how they're dressed, we figure that's who they are, right? So because of who they are, they dress that way. For some of you, white jackets might show up with <clears throat> a whole different reason to take you back to like <clears throat> But those things tell us who those people are. They dress that way not because of who they want to be. They dress that way because of who they are. Almost always I have a pocket knife with me. You may find that interesting or strange. I have no idea. Probably some of you always have one too. My father, when I was growing up, as soon as I was like, I don't know, probably like four years old, he was like, here's a pocket knife. It was way too early, I'm sure. Um, and he gave me a pocket knife and he told me, here, you need to have a pocket knife and you need to have a handkerchief. Like those two things you need to always have with you. Um, like, always. I was like, why? Um, because. Okay, Dad, um, I'm good. And so growing up, like, it was always, if, if my father were here right now, I can guarantee you that the man has a pocket knife and a handkerchief with him. The handkerchief, I didn't, I didn't stick with that one. It's a little weird to me. Some of you might carry handkerchiefs, and that's great and wonderful for you. I don't, because what happens to a handkerchief usually is is kind of gross and then you have to put that back in your pocket and that's gross to me 
Um, pocket knife I'm okay with because every once in a while those multi-use. Um, handkerchief I couldn't. That's not me. That's that's not who I am. It is who my father is, not who I am. But because of who I am, I do that. I've tried this with interns um, that I've had. All the male interns that come through, I always try to get them to start carrying pocket knives. Some of them it works with. Joey Fairley, who just recently is is done with us. We started new and I have Stephen Kessler now. But Joey, who just finished up with us, I finally got most of the time he has a pocket knife on him. Michael Shelton, who was like before, never, never convinced him. Never did. Not who he is. Just not going to happen. Because of who we are, sometimes we put on certain things. It's different for each of us. But then sometimes we put on different things because of who we want to be. Tonight, I want to be able to kind of talk about that difference with you. We're going to be reading from Colossians chapter 3. We're going to kind of pick up in the middle of, of this series that you've been going through on Sunday nights with, with different folks, with Dr. Reggie, with me, and um, I think Dale's going to be thrown into this pretty, pretty soon, or was last week? Last week, you were last week, so I wasn't here last week. You took off last week. Okay. So last week was, it was about putting things off, right? So Dale talked to you last week about these are the things you need to put off. Um, this week, I'm going to be talking about things you're going to put on. Next week, you're going to hear about things you need to put up with. So putting off, putting on, putting up with. That's kind of where, where, where we are in this series. But Colossians chapter 3, I want to read to you um, some verses. We're going to kind of talk, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll stop and just kind of talk along the way here. Um, but Colossians chapter 3, we're going to start really in verse 9b, if it works that way in, in your head. So kind of the second part um, of verse 9, where it says, you have put off. So it says, you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. So let's, let's stop right there just for a second. All right, so we've put off the old self. You heard about that last week. Um, this week we're talking about putting on the new self. That happens when you put on the new self. What we're talking about in our context here is, is that's what happens when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. We now belong to God. And God tells us that we are a new creation, that the old things have passed away, all new things have come, that we are something brand new. We are made into like children of God, adopted into God's family, that we are slaves to righteousness and no longer slaves to sin, that we are more than conquerors. Like all this stuff that the New Testament tells us that we are, even calls us saints sometimes. And you might not wake up feeling like that so much, but the Bible tells us that who you are, that's who you are. Um, and so that's who you are. You, you are something new because of Jesus Christ. We've put off the old things and we are now putting on Christ. That happens when we put our faith in him. So from for the rest of the evening, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is directed to Christians. It's really who Paul's writing to here anyway. But for the sake of the night, if you don't have Jesus Christ as your savior, then you are not putting on a new self. It's Jesus Christ. It's his work that does that for us. If not, it might be something that we put on because of who we want to be, but it's not something we're putting on because of who we are. So it says that, that, that this is that we're putting off the old self, but we're putting on um, the new self. It says, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So we're, we are supposed to be looking more and more like Jesus Christ. That we are supposed to be more and more in the image of God. The more knowledge we have, the more that God allows us to experience, the more things, the way that he shapes and molds us. We are supposed to, every day, be looking more and more like Jesus Christ. You hear our pastor ask the question a lot of times, that do you look more like Jesus Christ today than you did yesterday? And if not, then you're not really living the way that you should live. 
And we do this because that's what we're supposed to be doing, is looking more and more like him. If we're not looking more and more like him, it's because we've put on something of the old self that we were supposed to put off. You've already heard that. We're supposed to put those things off, but sometimes we still put on the old dirty things anyway. If you go on mission trips every once in a while, um, sometimes you, you bring clothes with you that you know are, are, are dirty clothes. Uh, we just got done with the mission trip meeting with a lot of our students. We're about to take about 47 people to Puerto Rico um, and, and do some work down there in a couple of weeks. And one of the things we tell them to pack is you need to bring some old jeans with you to work in. They're not the jeans that you wear every day, not the ones you wear at church. You need to bring, bring, bring the old ones. And when they dress in those old ones, you'll kind of know, like, hey, you're about to do something different than who you normally are. Every once in a while, I, I wander around in my yard and try to fix things and mow things and cut things and, and take care of things um, every once in a while. I have four children. It doesn't happen all the time. So every once in a while, I do that, and then sometimes something will break, and, and it, I don't know. And so I'll end up going to Lowe's in my work clothes, and I'll see someone there, and I'll be like, hey. And what they're probably thinking to themselves is, huh, I never thought that boy worked a day in his life. <laughs> <clears throat> Who knew that he had work clothes? Um, because it's not how... A lot of people usually see me. Most of you see me in the context of church. What's really, really fun for me is that my wife teaches. And really small children, for some reason in their minds, they think that teachers live at school. And so when they see teachers like away from school, it's like this big thing. Like, they let you out. <clears throat> you know? Um, like, wow. Um, or they see them like in, in, like I don't know, not their teacher garb or whatever. Like they're sweater with a school knitted on it or whatever it is. Um, and they're like, huh, what do you know? When you and I put on something that's old, it can transform us into something that is not really who we are. When you and I are not looking more and more like Christ every day, when you and I allow sin to kind of hang out and stay in our lives, it's basically what's happening. It's as if you're, I don't know, been working outside and you stood those jeans up in the corner because they can now stand up by themselves. Um, and then the next day you're like, you know, I think I'll just put those things back on. Why not? And it's stinky and dirty and nasty, but you did it anyway. That's, that's sin hanging out in life. That's the old things that we were supposed to put off, but we're supposed to put new things on. We're supposed to look more and more like Jesus. And if we're not looking more like Jesus, it's because of something that we were supposed to already put off. Well, let's keep, let's keep reading even if we do that, though, the, the great thing is, on the inside, underneath those dirty things, you're still who you are. Like, if, you, if, if, if I put on the same clothes for 14 days, that would be terrible. But even on the 14th day, I'm still me. You, you know that no matter what you do, once you belong to Christ, once we've put on the new self through faith in Jesus Christ... Even when we still mess up and we still make mistakes and we still have sin that sometimes still hangs out in our life, it doesn't really change who we are on the inside. The same is very true for the opposite. That even if we go to church all the time and we act very Christian all the time, if nothing's happened on the inside, if who's on the inside hasn't changed, then that doesn't really change who we are either. Just because grandma goes to church or, or whatever, you memorize some verses, it doesn't change what's on the inside. It's just the outside that we're talking about. All right, so we're putting on those things. Um, let's keep reading together. And let's go to verse 11. Um, it says, Here, 
So once all this has happened, once you have the new self on, once Christ has done that work inside of you and you're a new creation, does it hear there's not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. You and I, we become part of the body of Christ. When you and I allow Christ to come in and work in our lives, we have salvation in him. We are that new creation. We are part of the body of Christ. We are something brand new and something different. When it says that Christ is all and in all, we now belong to him. What that really means is all the labels that you and I wear as people who wander around on earth don't really matter anymore once we belong to Jesus Christ. When Christ comes in, he tells us that that no longer we belong to this world, we now have a home in heaven, that we are just sojourners, we are aliens here in this world, because home for us is in heaven. For me, I might be the son of, of David Nugent, but when Jesus Christ came into my life and saved me, and I put my faith in him, that, that for all of eternity, Christ, that God is my father. First John tells, behold, what manner of love that God has showed upon us, that we would be called children of God. That when we have that, we are now adopted into Christ's family, Paul tells us. That there's something new and different that happens in us. That what used to be... What home even used to be for us does not matter anymore. The labels that we used to have, the things that separated us, don't really matter anymore because now we belong to Christ and we are part of his body. Christians that are on the other side of the world or Christians that are on the other side of the street that look very, very different than you and me, those labels and whatever we want to give them do not matter anymore in Christ. And I love that. I think heaven's going to be an absolutely amazing place. I don't know what it'll look like. The Bible tells us that we'll have even new bodies, that we'll have new names written down there. Even your own name is the label that you wear, which is confusing in my family because I'm like the fourth John in a row, and then I named my son John. Like, it's weird. But all the, even the names that we have, we have a new name that's written down. Like, all the labels and those things will, will just be non-existent. All this stuff that, that, that Paul lists out here, the Greek and Jew and circumcised and uncircumcised and barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, none of those labels matter when it's about Christ. When we're putting on the things that we're supposed to put on, none of those things matter. Verse 12 says this, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, which again, there you have more labels, that you are holy. Again, not every day do you probably feel that way. Not when someone comes up to you like, hey, how are you today? Holy. It's probably not how you tell people, but biblically, it's very much true. It's fun. Those are the labels that matter now. The ones that you can find in God's word. So it says, um, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, Meekness and patience. What God is asking us to do, basically, because we are Christians, because of who we are, he's basically telling us, hey, you need to act like it. That because of who you are, you should look that way. Because of what Christ has done in you, you don't disguise what's happened. Been doing youth ministry now for about 19 years. And sometimes it's hard to tell when you meet teenagers. 
Like, I, I don't know whether or not you really follow Christ because what I see of them might be at church, but then I don't live at church. And so sometimes I'll see them in different contexts and, and think, well, one of these is a disguise. I don't know which one really. Usually doesn't take me long. But sometimes I don't know which one really. But one of these is a disguise. You're either disguising yourself as a Christian because it's not really who you are, but it might be who you want to be while you're at church. Or you're disguising yourself to try and blend in with the world because that's who you want to be, but really you belong to Jesus. But our job is not to disguise what Christ has done in our life. We don't disguise those things. We emphasize those things. We don't disguise. We emphasize. That's what he's telling you about. Hey, because of Christ, you put on those things about Christ and you emphasize what Christ has done in your life by being kind and, and, and meek and humble and forgiving. And, and you look like Christ. You emphasize what Christ has done in your life by looking like him. I act differently depending on what I'm wearing. So do you. If I'm wearing a suit and tie, I'm probably not going to go jump on a slip and slide. Every once in a while as a youth minister, I get to do fun things like that. That's why I'm still a youth minister for so long. Because um, when you're the senior pastor, you can't like run outside and jump on the slip and slide. Reggie probably would, but um, you know, it's just not as often. Um, so if I'm wearing suit and tie, I'm probably not going to go down the slip and slide with the teenagers. Not that kind of suit. But if I'm wearing a swimsuit, ah, then you can act differently, right? And then it's, it's, it's made for that. Depending on what you're wearing, maybe you act differently. I was in John Henry. Um, to school this past year towards the end of school and, and he was, it was uh, supposed to be dressed up for a play um, that he was a part of like his, his, his first grade presentation play um, and he had to be dressed up for it and I remember letting him out, I would take him to school in the mornings in the car line and I got him, he was leaving the car and getting out and I thought to myself uh oh because he was very much dressed up and ready to go and I didn't see anybody else dressed up in, in, their, in their stuff for the play and I thought Man, I really hope I didn't get the, the wrong day. Because if I got the wrong day on this, it's going to be awkward. Um, this could be bad. Um, luckily, it was the right day, and a few more of his friends showed up, and it was all okay. Um, we, we were okay. But right there, I had, I had a moment of, he's about to have a really awkward day. But in all reality, you and I, we are meant to be different than the world around us. We are meant to look different than the world around us. When, 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 when Matthew tells us that, that we are salt of the earth and we, we are light of the world, what that means is that we are supposed to stand out. What we used to be is gone, but we are now something new because we've put on Christ and he makes us something new. And salt and light are things that stand out. But it should be for us kind of this natural awkwardness. I talked to teenagers, like we just had this, this meeting about this mission trip, and I told them, I was like, look, when you go, no matter where we go, it's a group of 47 people from North Louisiana. When we go to Puerto Rico, we're going to stand out. Even when you divide up into groups and there's 12 of you in a group, you're going to stand out. You're going to. Like the people are going to know that you are not from there. So you might as well own it and embrace it. And when people ask you, hey, what are you doing here? You don't tell them, well, I'm here with my church and we're fixing roofs on houses. 
Very true. But you don't tell them that. You tell them, hey, I'm here with my church and we're fixing roofs on houses because of what God's done in my life. Because of what I want to see God do in your life, in the lives of the people here. I want to show you God's love. I want to show you how he desires relationship with you through Jesus Christ. You're already awkward. You might as well take advantage of it and then present the gospel. (laughs) You and I, we should walk around with a little bit of awkwardness, but it should be natural to us. You should expect to be different than the world around you because of what Christ has done in you, because of who you are and what you're putting on to emphasize what God has done. So I want you to understand that difference between putting something on because of who you are versus putting something on because of who you want to be. It's a big difference. For most of my life, I say most of my life, not anymore, but for a long time in my life, for 16 years of my life, I grew up, my dad is a pastor, and my mom um, taught high school science um, in our little school where we were. Um, and I, I've, I've been around church for, for absolutely forever. I remember like in fourth grade or maybe third grade somewhere in there, I thought like, I don't want to go to church today. And so I pretended to be sick. and like, Mom, I need you to take my temperature. Um, this is old-timey thermometer. None of this like five-second thing like you can do now. Um, and so we had the old thermometer, and I stuck it up to my nightlight that I had in my room so that it would be warmer. Um, and I remember handing it back to her, and she was like, oh, awesome. You have a 140-degree temperature. <laughs> like, let's go to church. I'm like, Yes, ma'am. Um, I was always at church. I remember when I, when I turned about 12 years old, when I started playing basketball for my school, um, the, the church there had a, had a basketball gym. It was 50 feet away from the parsonage where I lived. I remember my dad gave me a key to the gym. He probably never should have, uh, but he did. He gave me one so that I can go over there and just play basketball anytime that I wanted to. I'm telling you, I was at church like absolutely all the time. And then sometimes when the church was even locked, I was there. Um, like I was there a lot. And for 16 years, I uh, went through the motions of, of very much looking like a Christian, doing the things that Christians do and, and, and worshiping and being a part of church and memorizing scripture and doing Bible drill and, and probably could have outdone a lot of the deacons in Bible trivia. Like I'm, I'm there, like everything's a part of things, right? Like I look very much in that way. But when I was 16 years old, I remember going to a camp and, and, and finally having someone kind of explain this idea to me that it's not about like what, what your, your head knowledge is, but it's about knowing Christ in your heart. Some verses in Romans about this idea that tell us that, that we need to ask, we need to have faith in Jesus Christ, not just know about him, but we need to really know him. And for then, it, it finally clicked with me. I don't, I don't need to just know the stories and know the trivia. I need to know a savior. I need to have him in my life. Not just know about him, I need to know him. And for 16 years of my life, it was very much about, like, I will put this on because what I want to be, for the most part, was I want to be the person that my father hopes that I am. But it never was really who I was. At 16, that all changed. I said, now it's because of who I am that I put these things on to emphasize what Christ has done in my life. I hope that you know the difference there. I I pray that tonight, maybe just as a very simple reminder from either costumes or stories or whatever, that even for us, that, that I pray that you know that being a Christian, belonging to God, is not something that you put on. 
hoping that that's who you are because that's who you want to be. Being a Christian is about life transformation that God does inside of us. It's not outside in, it's inside out. And it's because of who we are that we act this way, to emphasize those things. Hopefully, it's in a genuine way. I tell people all the time, I've got time left, so I'm going to tell you this story. Uh, teenagers and working with teenagers, one of the biggest things that I think has changed since 15 years ago or so, um, they've got a much better way of, of realizing what's fake. But they've got a really good meter for knowing what's genuine and what's fake. I think people overall have that. I don't know if it's because of television or because of whatever, but, but I think just generally, you and I, we can, we can meet people, we can hear people on TV. You and I probably are, like, can look at a politician giving a speak, speech and, and know like 30 seconds in, like <laughs> whatever. Or we'll think to ourselves, oh, okay, like I'm in on this. When people watch you put on Christ, put on your Christ-likeness, I think it's easy for people to tell whether you're putting that on because of who you want to be or whether you're putting that on because of who you are. When we do it because of who we are, it's contagious. Let's, let's, let's go out and be contagious. You know those people. You might even point to some of those people in the room. And what they have with Christ and it's genuine and it's real and it's contagious. And be those people. That's really what Paul is getting to here. It's put off that other stuff. Get rid of all that. And now let's put on something that emphasizes Christ. So in the morning when you're waking up and getting dressed, think about these things and put on something that emphasizes what Christ has done in your life. And as you go out, be ready to share the gospel. Be ready to see Christ do big, gigantic things in and through your life. Don't put it on because of who you want to be. Put it on because of that's who you are. We're going to have a time of invitation. And even tonight, if you sit there and tonight it's one of those things you realize, you know what, I've, I've put it on because that's who I want to be. It's who I pretend to be for a lot of years, or maybe just a few years. And tonight, ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior. It all changes with that, putting faith in Jesus Christ. Or maybe it's something tonight where you just want to have some time to reflect and say, you know what, I've, I've, I've had that life change, but I've been putting on something that's dirty for a while as well. And then allow Christ to come in, and again, it's changed from the inside out. It's asking for forgiveness, and it's genuine repentance. Or maybe it's just sitting and spending some time in prayer saying, God, help me as I go out to emphasize the change you've made in me. It's not to be afraid of sharing that, it's not to not be silent about that, to not think that my, my Christianity is something that needs to be just personal. But help me go out and emphasize the change that you've made in my life. We're going to have a time of invitation. I'll be here at the front if you want to pray, talk with me. I'd love to do that with you. Um, but we'll pray together and we'll have that time. God, we love you. I love that you change us because we can't do that. God, no, no, no matter of, of work or, or pretending will allow us to change who we are. 
There is no fake it until you make it with, with Christianity. We cannot fake that. God, because of who you are, you come in and we put our faith in you. You change us. But all throughout your word, you, you talk about who we are because of you in our lives. Father, I pray tonight if there's someone that has, God, maybe for a long time, just been pretending. They've just been putting it on because it's who they think that they want to be. But God, they genuinely really need relationship with you and to change from the inside out. Father, I pray if they don't know you as Savior tonight, then it would be tonight they would. Father, for many of the rest of us that maybe just need to reflect on, on what we put on and whether or not it emphasizes the change you've made or whether it disguises the change you've made. May we spend some time, Father, uh, asking for forgiveness and Father, proving uh, that we follow you out of our repentance. Father, may what you do through the lives of the people in this room be something great, Father, be something genuine and unmistakable. And we look forward to what you're going to do. Father, use this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.